Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. Now, imagination, tell me all the things I can now suffer over because I'm not in control of reality. That's the mission mentality. Because the mind wants to be in control, and when it's not, it gets upset. And this is why one of the most important things to really realize is that actually you're never in control. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. Over the next four episodes, we're going to engage in a conversation about how we, as people and managers, approach tasks and getting things done. And today, we're going to frame that conversation by defining the difference between a mission and an adventure. I offer weekly member webcasts, online courses, and mentorship at clearandopen.com because it's my truth that, with the right tools, anyone can eliminate the people, money, and time problems holding them back in business. And I share parts of these webcasts and courses on this show because I want to help you too. If you're enjoying the show and learning from it, I'd love your feedback. If you're listening to the show on an Apple device, all you have to do is open up the podcast app, view the full description of this episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review for the show. And before we dive into today's conversation, I invite you to join me in a brief meditation so that we can all approach this discussion with a similar mindset, if it's safe for you to do so, of course. One of my favorite questions to begin meditation is always, is the stillness and silence that you seek not already there? So you can close your eyes and and it's important to realize that it's not about creating something. It's about connecting to something that's already there. It's not about achieving something. It's not about getting anything. It's about joining with something that's already here. And with each out-breath, you can let go more and more into that which is already there. Each out-breath is a surrender into what is. And whether your mind is telling you things or not, it's still there. And with each out-breath, you let go even more. You touch into that stillness, that spaciousness, that ultimately is you. On one level, there's no difference. And in that stillness and in that space, everything just is, just as it is. That's something you can encounter, something you can experience. It allows for everything to be. It is the ultimate context. 
and allows everything just to be as it is. And the truest, realist aspect of you is that. Can allow everything to be just as it is. And if you notice thoughts that are occupying or distracting in any way, those are also a part of your experience. And you can just let them be too. Either grasping or pushing away. Just like as if you heard a bird call or a plane in the distance. Nothing to do with them. They're fine. Not a problem. It's not about having a thoughtless experience any more than enjoying the quiet of nature would require the birds to be quiet. They're just there. And in these final couple minutes, allow your attention to move toward the integration of the stillness and the space and to appreciate how it's upstream of all things and maybe anchor an intention to bring that with you for the rest of the day. That you'll be mindful, be attentive, be connected to that context, no matter what is happening in any moment. And that whatever it is that needs to be handled or changed or moved forward, that you can always draw strength from that which just easily accepts everything as it is. The canvas upon which all is painted. The silence that contains all sound. And then maybe wiggle your toes, start to move your fingers as we transition back to duality, as it were. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. So I want to tell a bit of a story about my evening yesterday. It was... uh, four o'clock and I hadn't had the most productive day. So that's usually my time to cross some things off my list that would make my mind happy to accomplish. So I thought, let's look at my list. Oh, let's see. Uh, My tractor mower needs a bunch of work. It's a really nice night to be outside. Maybe I'll go do that. So. The mission begins. I want to talk about the difference between a a mission and an adventure. Because when you have something on your to-do list, 
generally we look at things as missions rather than adventures. And I'll, I'll define the difference and you can define them however you want. But for me, a mission is, I think of like, you know, Tom Cruise and Mission Impossible. This is the objective. This is what's going to happen. This is the way it's going to happen. Or like a, one of those really well-timed robberies you see in uh, movies, right? We've got 26 seconds. Like somehow they figured out, they know how long it's to take. Each phase has to happen in exact certain way. And if they're even a second too late, the whole thing will fail. It has to happen the way it has to happen. That's a mission. An adventure, on the other hand, you have a sense of how you want things to go. But just by calling it an adventure, you know things are going to come up. It's not, you're purposely not planning the whole thing or you surrendered to it not being planable. And then there's a third thing that's an exploration. An exploration, you really have no idea, like exploratory surgery, right? You have no idea what's going to happen. You're just going to go look. We're going to explore this cave. Well, what's the point? I don't know. We're going to, no one's ever been in there before. We're going to go see. Meditation, if it's done well, is an exploration because you're completely open to whatever experience arises. So those are three distinctions there. But I want to talk about the difference between the mission and the adventure today. So I, I went out and pulled my mower out of its shed with a mission mindset. And as I backed out, the reverse felt kind of weak. And I thought I heard a little bit of a grinding sound because in this little shed, there's, it reverberates in a different way. It's easier to hear the engine and whatever else sounds, whatever other sounds it's making. I thought I heard a little bit of a grinding sound, but I didn't pay too much attention to it. And it felt a little weak, but mm, I don't know, just let it go in that moment. And then went about trying to take off the mower assembly because I had this grand idea that because you're not supposed to flip over these things. They're difficult to flip over. And there's two spark plugs and it's a twin engine. So you don't want to tip it over and pour oil into the spark plugs. So I thought, well, I guess what you're supposed to do is take off the whole mower assembly and then slide that out, flip it over and take the blades off. So I've got the manual and it seems very simple. And okay, step one, step two, step three, what? Where Where is this bolt? I'm not seeing that. So... I don't know, the manual looked completely wrong at that point. The part that it was showing that I needed to take apart, I could not find, found something else. And it didn't have a little hitch pin. I did. I couldn't see how to separate that piece from the rest of the mower. So that was the first roadblock. And the mission now was over and it had become an adventure. <laughs> Let's see. Because it didn't go how I thought. And just think for a second how often you know, when you're seeking to cross something off your to-do list, how often does it really go how you thought? I mean, even if something as simple as like making yourself some eggs can go, turns out there's no butter. Okay, well, do I make something else? Do I substitute that butter with some oil? Do I want to taste olive oil and eggs? You ever made olive oil with eggs? Eggs with olive oil? It's a little weird. It becomes an adventure. Now, maybe, you know, when we think of adventure, you know, we think of like Lord of the Rings type stuff, but in content, it may not be as exciting or harrowing as an adventure as that. But 
it's still, it's an adventure where there's a, there's an end you're trying to get to and you don't know what's going to happen, right? You're encountering unknowns. So I give up trying to take this mower assembly off and then I think, well, I guess maybe I'll just try to reach a wrench under there and take the blades off. But then I notice that the um, mower assembly, one of the sides is awfully close to one of the wheels. And I'm thinking, maybe that's what was making that grinding sound. Maybe the wheel was actually running into this mower assembly. So I spent another five or 10 minutes looking at that. I'm like, well, it's awfully close and it's not as close as the other side. Are they supposed to be wonky that way? Are they supposed to be square? And then I start looking into, well, I've never adjusted the position of that thing. I think there's a way to do that. I look in the manual there. I adjust it and I level it. And I decide, well, I guess it's okay as is. And then I um, wanted to see if the wheel was actually rubbing against the mower assembly. So I um, pulled this thing on the back. I guess it disengages, takes it out of gear so you can push it, right? Because if you wanted to tow it. And, and I just start rolling it back and forth. And that's when I hear the grinding sound because the engine is off. And it's making an awful racket. And I'm like, oh, is there something in there? Is it rubbing? No, it's coming from the transmission. Not good. I, I, I best it's a bearing or some kind of loose pulley in there. At worst, it's the transmission is shot and I'm getting a new mower really soon, which is not the best news in the world. So I spent another 10 or 20 minutes trying to isolate the noise. Is it the transmission? Is it coming from... And I'm, I'm not good with engines in general. I have very little talents there. I know enough to be dangerous. And uh, I call my mechanic and leave him the message. So at the end of, I don't know, an hour and a half, I had accomplished exactly nothing. <laughs> not sharpen the blades. Not change the oil, which also needed to be done because then I'm thinking, well, I could change because I have, you know, it's 50 hour maintenance to do sharpen the blades, change the oil, change the spark plugs. And I'm thinking, well, none of this makes sense to do if this thing is totaled, which it very well could be. So might as well save the supplies for the next mower. And then I started feeling as I went back, you know, it's like 6 30, and I going back into my house and starting to feel like, well, I've accomplished absolutely nothing. And I felt this kind of crestfallenness, you know, this kind of disappointment. Like, oh, well, that was just a total waste of time. And then I noticed that I noticed that I was calling it a total waste of time. And that's where I realized that I was making some stuff up. I didn't know that the mower was totaled. I actually had no idea. Could just be a bearing. They can be awfully noisy, not necessarily the transmission. Could just be a loose idler pulley in there. I have no idea. And I just automatically gone to the worst case scenario, which is, that's it. I'm out two grand because I need to get a new one of these things. And probably I broke it by pushing it too hard, mowing really tall grass, busted the transmission. Woe is me. You know, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing and I'm cost myself all this money again. And, and that's money I didn't plan for, right? So there's this feeling of I can't afford it because it's money that's unplanned, you know, when that happens where it's just like a rising expense and there's just an immediate no. That's not an expense that should have happened. It's just a no. Rather than like, oh, I can come, to, I can come up with two grand for a new mower. Not something I wanted to have happen. How long is a riding mower supposed to last anyway? 
You know, it's probably 10 years old. It came with the house. It's probably near due. You know, you maybe get 15 years out of that. But this is Hawaii. You know, there's no non-growing season. It's been mowing every week for 10 years. That's a lot for a mower. 10 years in a place that has winters would be a lot, pretty long time for a lot of mowers. So maybe it's just time. So what I mostly noticed was how much of the resistance and control came in that was framing the whole thing as a mission, you see. I'm supposed to go out there, get the blades off, sharpen the blades, maybe change the oil if I have time, come in, have dinner, mission accomplished. But instead, because I went out there and actually rolled that thing by hand, I discovered the metal-on-metal grinding sound, which was actually really useful because otherwise, later today, I probably would have gone out and mowed for two hours, never heard that grinding sound, and possibly destroyed the thing. Possibly made it worse, I don't know. But instead, I discovered a problem. That was the point. It was a point other than my intention. And the mission became an adventure. Now, in this case, I didn't experience, at least so far, that the adventure changed me in some way, other than being a little bit of a surrender to, okay, all that's life. This is what is. Maybe I'll have to spend some money. Of course, my mower mechanic is one of the few competent mechanics on Maui, so it's going to take him like 10 days for him to get here. So in the meantime, my mind's like, oh, and the grass is going to get so long, and I've got guests coming, and it's going to look like crap this weekend. And Yada, yada, yada. And I hate when the grass gets too long. It's going to delay all these other things I want to do. But that's all from the mission perspective, you see. The mission perspective says, basically, it didn't go how I imagined it would go. And now there's something wrong. There's something wrong with what is. And that's bad. And then let the suffering begin, right? Now, 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 imagination, tell me all the things that I can now suffer over because I'm not in control of reality. That's the mission mentality, right? Because the mind wants to be in control, and when it's not, it gets upset. And this is why one of the most important things to really realize, and it takes a while, is that actually you're never in control. That control is a complete and total illusion. Think about the handyman projects you've done, the things you've cooked or whatever. Really, how often does it go exactly how you thought? It's the dramatic minority, right? I mean, I, I, I should have written it down. It, was, it, it happened to be just a few weeks ago. I like, you know, needed to go fix something and it happened exactly as I thought. You know, I need the, the tools I needed were the ones I brought with me. The thing behaved the way I wanted it to. It took the amount of time that I thought it should. And that's like one in a hundred, isn't it? It almost never happens that way. But that's not how we actually experience reality, right? Our mind's like, well, it goes the way I think, you know, nine times out of 10, maybe eight times out of 10. Really? (laughs) Because it has to think that to justify its mission mentality. Otherwise, you would just be laughing at your mind all the time. 
because your mind's always serving up to you. All right, here's the mission. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to talk to this employee and I'm going to say this and they're going to say that. And I'm going to talk to this customer and this and then we're going to arrive at this number and then this is what's going to happen. And yeah, one time in 10, that's how it goes. Maybe, probably more like five times in a hundred. And somehow we don't really learn, right? We go back to concocting the next mission. It's, it's, it's so funny that you mentioned that because <laughs> for the past three years, I've really been focusing on letting go of control mm-hmm. and notice that when I seemingly let go of control, I'm better. I feel better. I'm not as miserable. I, I have this low grade misery going on when, when I'm trying to just control all of these things. And then the past 48 hours, it dawned on me. <laughs> that I was never in control. Mm-hmm. It's a complete illusion. Yeah. And it, it, it was strictly for my, my ego or whatever the case may be. But yeah, it's just the shift. It took me three years to get to that shift though, but it can take that long. Yeah. And, and it's not necessarily like, you know, you, the control may come back. You're here and there. It never when you have that realization, it never the rubber band never really snaps back all the way. But there are many layers to it, and there could be a domain in which you totally let go of control, and but and then you know six months later you discover that your mind is totally trying to control some other domain. You never yep. even saw it. Yep, that's what I'm going through. Also, yeah, right. There's there's it's an onion, right? Mm. There's it's an onion you're peeling. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that clear and open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com slash review, and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.